Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. Greetings, and thank you all for joining us on this edition of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, and we are going to be joined with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family to discuss the topic of love, whether it was that first love in high school that suddenly dumped you for someone else or that spouse you thought you'd spend the rest of your life with that divorced you, when someone breaks your heart, it is difficult to put the pieces back together. Today, we'll take a, a few personal situations that have been shared with a female solution where a relationship ended with someone feeling brokenhearted. What do you think it takes to mend the broken pieces and learn to trust again. Well, we'll be right back after these brief messages, so we want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away, and you can call us on our on-air radio network at 727-731-5192, or of course, our blog talk channel, 515-605-9325, and when you want to speak, you can press 1 on that channel, and we'll know you have a thought you'd like to share. We'll be right back, so just stay with us. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, 
executive producer of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. We are a part of the online network of Associated Internet Radio hosts, On Air. On Air empowers you with transformative news and interactive radio TV shows. This is such a wonderful time to be alive and to see our human family coming together as one community as a result of that powerful tool, the Internet. We can now talk directly to each other all over the world. There's no need for conflict or misunderstanding. There's no need for violence to solve our differences. We can talk to each other face-to-face until we reach an agreement. On Air offers a fantastic global guide to communicators from all over the world who are using their Internet platforms to inspire us to strive to be our best selves in order to become the kind, compassionate, loving people we were all born to be. Once we do that, we'll see planet Earth transformed into a place of peace. Subscribe to the recommended YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and podcasts created by these Voices of Enlightenment. On Air provides daily news briefs and a weekly magazine to keep you abreast of events and opportunities. On Air news affiliates in television, radio, and print share information insight, and interviews with notable personalities. Go to onaireverywhere.com for a daily dose of uplifting news. We're on air everywhere, online, all the time. Yes, we are on air everywhere, online, all the time. And we want you to join us on air as well. And you can join us visually by going to our Facebook and YouTube channel, The Female Solution. And you can write in your comments. And, of course, we want you to be a part of the solution. We're using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, people are using the Internet to talk to everyone. Friends, neighbors. Family members, people are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're a business, that is racist. That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a medium. Somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's what I'm talking to you today. We produce programs. And our audience members are food shop. They buy clothes. Food, beauty supplies, hear your music. Just follow this link, and tomorrow you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Ava. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week, sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, 
economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not to use corporal punishment to how do you teach your children about sex. Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're Three Black Moms. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black Moms. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host, Kareem Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our host. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. And we are back. You're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. <laughs> yeah. We're here with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family. And for those who have joined us on our switchboard, of course, you can, uh, if you're on our Female Solution switchboard, just press 1 when you're ready to speak. And if you're on our on-air radio network switchboard, just, of course, when you call in, just make sure you put your phone on mute until you're ready to speak, and we'll certainly get your comments. And, you know, for our American Muslim 360 family, just call in 515-605-9891. And, again, press 1 so our co-host, Kareem Hamid, can open your mic and get your thoughts. So, my brother, this this February we – have said that we're going to address love relationships because that is what is at the foundation of so many things, whether it's the love relationship between your significant other, your partner, your spouse, or it is the love relationship between family members or even friends. But one of the, one of the biggest things that affect us that we'll talk about today it's when someone breaks your heart. When you've had a love relationship with someone that you trusted and looked forward to maybe even spending the rest of your life with, but one of you changed their minds and decided to go another way, as they say. This can be devastating. We've had a few situations that people have shared with us here on the Female Solution, so we want to talk about that. What are the steps to mending that broken heart? So many people are in situations where they're being treated badly by someone that they thought loved them, and they don't know whether they should stick it out because they made some vows or if they should leave, yet they're still loved. And unfortunately, we 
as the community tend not to seek professional counseling because of this idea that we're telling our business to strangers. And so we never get help. We never get healing from hurt. And we just pass that hurt on. And there's so many, as you know, so many broken families or families that never formed because people couldn't trust someone enough to say, I'm going to commit my life to this partnership. We're so wounded, and we need to figure out how to overcome the wounds. So we'll talk about that today. And, you know, we certainly invite those who are perhaps in that situation right now to call in and uh, give us some insight on perhaps what they did to overcome it, or even if they're seeking advice on how to overcome it. We want you to feel that you can speak to friends who will be sympathetic. And uh, we certainly will be compassionate in our response. So, you know, to kind of kick things off, I want to share a story that was given to me by a friend who was with a long time, well, they were with someone who they hoped the relationship would, would evolve into a marriage. And this was a couple. Um, they met when they were both in their mid-years, in their 40s, and they, you know, worked together and uh had great chemistry together, um, even cohabitated for a number of years. But every time the woman would bring up the topic of, well, you know, at what point are we going to actually, you know, legalize this union, he would say, well, a woman broke my heart when I was 18. This is my first love of my life. And I went away to the military, and I came back. She had married someone else and just broke my heart. And so I just, I, I can't, I just can't go through that again. And so he'd been caring towards that woman for decades and just simply just simply uh could not bring himself to commit to another another person and risk having his heart broken. So they, again, lived together for another several decades. <laughs> and her family would always say, well, when are you all going to get married? And she would say, well, you know, he's not ready. And eventually, he passed away. And, you know, because there was no marriage, it is the usual mess. You know, you were living together, but the, 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 the place where you lived was in his name. It really wasn't yours, so you have to move. And it was very disruptive to her life. And even though they had been together, even in the... Uh, in the funeral, 
um, she was listed as a dear friend, which she felt bad about. But I mean, the the family felt like, well, that's the best we can do because you know you weren't his wife. And she was a little, in a little bit of a depression about that afterwards. And she and now she feels this totally broken heart. She said, I, I, I spent a lifetime with this man, and I, I never, it never evolved past his broken heart. You know, and they had, I mean, they had done things together, traveled together, and, you know, and, but there was always that thing. And some people say, well, just don't worry about it. It's just a piece of paper. But in her heart, she felt like it was an incomplete relationship and in the end was not really honored as a marriage by the family and the funeral because it wasn't. And she had to leave the, the, the house that he had bought that she stayed in, but it wasn't hers because she wasn't his wife. So just all of that. So what are your thoughts about a situation like that? If someone is with a person who, for whatever emotional reasons, cannot legalize a union, and that has a lot of legal implications, you know, especially when you get to the end of life stages, what should they do? Do they just accept, okay, well, this person emotionally, they just can't make this commitment or, you know, and I'll just say that it is or do you leave? Or, I mean, what what would you advise if anybody is currently in a situation like that where, for whatever reason, the partner that they are with emotionally is unable to make that legal commitment? Do they just accept it as it is or do they move on? even though there's a deep emotional tie. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, as long as we don't uh, appreciate the seriousness of our relationships with one and another, then uh, there will be uh, these type of situations that you're expressing. there has to be commitment to each other, you know, and commitment uh, should be a full commitment. You are spending, you are spending something that can't be replaced. Spending money, you don't want to waste it. So. If someone is just willing to spend your time without a full commitment based upon the value of who you are and your time, and uh, as a younger one, it became somewhat involved to act as well as thought. They're just, well, a shift is not the same value. Something like this. Boy, oh, I see you sitting out there. Oh, the 
Yes, only the strong survive. <laughs> Thank you also, Kat. 
Thanks so much, sister. I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Uh, person is in that kind of a love relationship, and you know, their partner is still, for whatever reason, emotionally tied to someone else who's not available to them, but they're still tied. How long should someone stay in that situation before they realize it's not going to result in that? person letting go of who they were with and making that commitment, how, how long is long enough? Six months, a year, two years, five years? Because this is a woman, she spent more than three decades, uh, actually nearly four decades with someone in a lifetime. No further than five years. I'm giving you five years. If your heart can't let go, then I got to let you go. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's reasonable. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I think that's very wise advice. Um, have you have you ever been in a situation where you had to let go of someone because you realized they weren't going to be able to take that next step, and for whatever emotional reason? In my younger years, yes, yes, and uh, it hurt. It hurts you and people, but you do. You gotta pull up. You gotta come up. And uh, if you just leave him and say, "We hold him, we hold on to him, and ask him for this to make it through," and here. You want to appease me and stay, but your love, your heart is somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you, my sister. We appreciate you so very much. Yes, sir. Dear Sister Dupree Kahadi from Flint, Michigan. We got to take a break, brother, and uh, we come back uh, and then take a call from our switchboard. And anybody else on the uh, Female Solutions switchboard that wants to speak, please press 1. And if you are calling on the on air radio network, all you have to do is just dial in 727 731 Just make sure you keep your phone on mute until you're ready to speak. And we will be right back after these brief messages. So we want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. And if you are watching us live on the Female Solution Facebook page or YouTube channel, feel free to write in your comments, and we will share them with our listening and viewing audience. And we will be right back after this quick break. So stay Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Latifah. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Watch us every day on the Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash the Media Connection TV. YouTube it. See you soon. Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also 
three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week, sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not your children about sex. Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're Free Black Moms. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Free Black Moms. Mama Joy. And I'm Reverend Rosemary. Join us every second Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time, here on the Female Solutions Global Radio TV Show for Neighborship of Joy. We'll have powerful conversations inviting women to walk in the light. So call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak to the host. You can also join us live on the Female Solution Facebook page and YouTube channel. We'll see you on the second Saturday on the Neighborship of Joy. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, along with our Serena Neat and our American Muslim 360 family on this day morning, where we're talking about all. And the question is: After a broken heart, can you heal and love again? It's not easy after you've been hurt by someone who disappointed you. And even if you've invested time, they say it's like gambling, you know. Uh, When you gamble, uh, for those of you who gamble, (laughs) it's like gambling. You know, you you invest the money in it, you win a little bit, you keep going because you get greedy, and then you start losing money, and then you you keep gambling because you're trying to win back the money that you lost, and then you keep losing because you keep, you feel like, oh, I've invested too much. I gotta, I gotta keep playing now so that I can eventually win. And that's how people end up going bankrupt because they don't know when to stop. Because the law, because they they and they put in so much, they don't want to end in a loss. So they just keep on spending money gambling, hoping for a win that never happens. So it's the same thing with a relationship that's going nowhere that you spent time in. And you don't want to let it go because you've spent so much time. And you don't want it to end in a, in a deficit, in a loss, so you spend some more time. But then you end up like this woman that we shared her story. At the end, you, you basically you spent all your time and lost every point you should have known to get out, get out of the game like our sister Jupriza uh, said. You know, five years, I'd say that's, that's pretty much – 
I think that's I think that's reasonable. So, uh, well, Kareem, we've got a uh, we've got a caller to check on our line, and if you've got and if you've got another call on your switchboard, we'll put that one after this one. Area call three one two six three two Grand Rising. Admiral Nelson Bay. If you want to know the heart and mind of a man, ask not about his past accomplishments, but rather ask what he aspires to do. Among other things, I aspire to meet um, the grandmother of um, Paris, Catherine Michael Jackson, Mrs. Catherine Jackson, in the presence of her granddaughter, and talk about the feasibility of my marrying her for the purpose primarily of acquiring that, um, uh, I would call it um, uh, prospective pandemic farm in the form of the Neverland Ranch, which, by the way, was zoned for agricultural use. And that land should be put to good agricultural use. And I see it as the first iteration of Pandemic Farm. It's about 100 acres, I think. And um, it's in California. And just like they have arc seeds, they generate all of these heirloom seeds. Well, I see that as being a great potential, uh, the Neverland Ranch in California. Uh, which I believe right. the Jackson Estate still owns. So mm-hmm. 10 years ago when I was 52 years old and uh, Paris Jackson was 15, she's 25 going on 26 now, uh, I, I'm pretty sure she's still single, and I think there may be a unique compatibility between myself and Paris Jackson. So that would okay. well, really make it fun. Let's take a look at that because, you know, when people are wealthy, there are a whole lot of folks that will probably pursue them because they have tremendous wealth. And then we have observed that when people are wealthy, they tend to be skeptical about marriage because they tend to be suspicious of the motives of people. And if one has had tremendous wealth, they probably have had a number of experiences where people disappointed them because they realized that people were after their money and not really sincerely into them. So that's great to have the ambition, but you should probably know that there are others that are pursuing people like her and others who have wealth one has wealth makes one tend to be suspicious. That's why we see a lot of times if people aren't if people haven't gotten married before they got rich, sometimes they don't get married. And a lot of times the marriages don't last because there's so many conflicts involved. And you would think money solves everything. Actually money can be the big catalyst for most problems. Especially when there's not trust. And uh of course, there's a famous couple I won't mention just because I don't like talking about people's personal lives, but it's noticeable that the woman who is mega wealthy, global star, has not married this man who's been with her for decades, and it's probably 
she said, you know, if they'd gotten married, they probably wouldn't have worked. So it works for them, for them to just be committed but not married because she's the one that's got the tremendous wealth. And probably for the trust factor for her is just to keep it as it is. Just know that I'm committed, but there's not going to be a, a legal tie because I'm not sure what's going to happen to my wealth after I join with you legally, and I want to make sure I keep 100% control of my assets. Now, probably you all can guess what I'm talking about. But, I mean, that's she's made her position public on that. Um, so, so, Kareem, what are your thoughts about when a person feels that they can't trust people because maybe, and they may have fame, wealth, whatever, scammed by people who have maybe married them for there. And that brings me to another situation that was shared with me some time ago. And this was a man who had the money. Wonderful man, loving, kind man, generous man. And because he was wealthy, he could pretty much choose the kind of woman he wanted. And like many men, he chose someone who was young and beautiful and spent all kind of money on her, kept her in the best clothes and cars and all the material things. And then he found out she was having an affair with a younger man who didn't have much money who she really liked. And she ended up she ended up leaving him for that younger man. It took a while, though, because, you know, they had to go through the divorce, and, you know, she he had to pay her, you know, quite a bit of his assets. And he was so angry and bitter about that. He said he would never marry again. And... One of the things that he said, one of the things that that made him, he said, uh, really sour on marriage was the fact that just because you have a legal tie with someone, you have to pay them money if you divorce. And he didn't like that. And he said for that reason, he would never marry again. He would just have relationships, but he would never again give someone that kind of access to his financial empire that he he built and have them do him like that. So he was really brokenhearted and bitter, very bitter towards women. And the fact that she left him for somebody who didn't have much, but, you know, was good looking, I guess, or like whatever. She had a reason that she wanted to be with the man she wanted to be with, and he felt like he had been used. And that he had to pay because he had married her. So what would you say to a person who perhaps, and, and I know men, men and women, who have money and are very cautious about getting involved in relationships because they feel like because they have, people could have the wrong intentions and they've perhaps been burnt before. So a person only then uh, associate with people of like means, you know, assets that they're bringing to the table? You know, should you not 
consider a relationship with somebody who has less because of that? What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Trust is everything. Well, you know, that that's some wise words. Now, you mentioned being uh, attached to a spouse who has transitioned, and I know that happens quite a bit because when you've had a happy marriage and if it ends with someone's passing, then you have good feelings about that person. If it, if it, if it was a good relationship and you miss them, uh, now, this situation with a friend of, uh, of mine who uh, probably same kind of feelings he had, you know, glowing things about his his wife who had passed away. She had, you know, he loved her deeply. And a woman that he had been considering as possibly a a love interest, you know, she came by to visit him, and he had this great big picture of his 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 wife, his his wife who had passed away, on the wall. Great big picture of her, you know, dominated the whole wall pretty much. 
And she said to him, well, if we get together, you're going to have to take that down. And he said, well, why would I do that? I mean, this was our home we had together. This, You know, I loved her. Uh, she really affected my life. You know, uh, we had children together. Why would I Why would I remove her as if she didn't exist? And so this woman, she was asking me advice as to whether or not she should in that relationship or not even not even pursue a relationship with a man who had a great big picture of his wife on the wall and you know or if they were to get together she said well should i make it a condition that we move into another house i don't think i want to be in the house with a, another woman's presence so prominent and you know his his heart is obviously still attached to her now of course this was a couple in their 50s so that means, you know, he had a lifetime with a woman. They raised their children together. The children come back and visit the family home, and there their mother's picture is on the wall. So she felt like she would never be welcomed as his new wife as long as his his previous wife prominently displayed on the wall in the family home, and she just felt like she wouldn't. She would always feel like an intruder. And she didn't feel like the children would ever welcome her as his new spouse. And, you know, I mean, they were grown children, so it's not like she's coming in to raise somebody. They're, they've grown, they got their own families. But, I mean, their mother has passed away. So, you know, she's not ever going to be present in the physical. But this woman who was pursuing the man who had, not pursuing, but, of course, they were there was mutual interest, but her feeling is that his wife's presence was such a dominant force in his life. She said, "She said I can't, I can't compete with a ghost. This woman is always going to be perfect in his, his eyes, no matter what the problems might have been." She felt like she would never measure up because this woman had such such an impact and her her presence in the house. So. What are, what are your thoughts about the, the photograph? Do you think if he were to pursue someone else that he should remove the photograph or should the woman that wants to marry him just accept the fact that this is a, a fond memory that he's going to keep displayed in his house? What are your thoughts? Uh, there's a whole lot of looking for a good man like you. 
Unmuted. We'll talk about it all, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not to use corporal punishment to how do you teach your children about sex. Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're Free Black Moms. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Free Black Moms. Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Lazeep. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Watch us every day on the Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash the Media Connection TV. YouTube it. See you soon. Okay, we are back. All right, now we can check on your issue. I'm 
Beata, your holistic life coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com and I'm Viato. Oh man, God sent the monthly sun bill today. This sunlight is really expensive, especially during this season. I'll probably have to work overtime to pay it. Well, you better pay it on time. We don't want the sun to go out and we're sitting up here all day in the dark. Wouldn't it be terrible if God charged us for sunlight? Well, thank God, the light and heat from the sun is free. So why are we paying such high bills for the energy we use in our homes? Because we don't know how to use solar energy, the free energy from the sun. You can convert your regular home to a solar energy home and save tremendously on your electric bill. Take a look at your electric bill. Wouldn't you like to reduce or possibly even eliminate that cost altogether? Let one of our solar consultants show you how. Call today, 312-849-3456, and schedule a free consultation. That's 312-849-3456. Let us know if you can hear our co-host as well. You can if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. Um, and you've got a caller, so we're we're back. And we'll open the mic for that caller, and hopefully everybody can hear. Not all that we have to say what we like. 
Because Sister we certainly appreciate your words of wisdom. Uh, I have a question for you also. Oh, and and, and tell me your name again, uh, Sister. Oh, wonderful. Well, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask, uh, because you know it, it comes down to that issue of how much time do you spend trying to save a marriage, and at what point do you call it quits? Like like I mentioned about you know people who spend money hoping to win money when they gamble, and after they've spent so much, they don't want to stop until they can win because they've lost so much, and so they keep putting more money into it. And it's the same thing with a relationship. It started out great, and then it went bad, and then you think, well, let me try to save it, and you stay and stay and stay and invest more and more time. So what what do you think about the, the, the five-year limit that's been uh, suggested? Is five years enough time to decide if something's not going to get better? It depends on the networking in that uh, relationship, sometimes it, it's a short Okay, Well, thank you so much, my sister. We appreciate your wisdom. Yeah, you know, I, I think that that's always, uh, yes, absolutely. You know, and I think sometimes people, <laughs> people don't want to pray because they don't want God to tell them something they want to hear. <laughs> but you do need to, I mean, marriage is a spiritual decision, and you have to go to the one who knows the soul of both of you for, for insight because you don't know. Like you said, you don't see everything, and you you need to get a perspective that you don't have so you can not make an emotion based, not make a decision based on emotions. Because sometimes our emotions are deceptive. We know what we want to happen, but we don't know what's in the heart of the other person and obstacles that may be inside of them that they just simply can't overcome. And we can't make it be the way we want it to be. We have to accept it as it is, even though that might be painful. Yeah. Yes, I agree. That's why we take this to listen for the advice and then take the advice you get. I mean, if you ask him, God to show you, and God shows you, and you don't like what you see, but you have to accept it because it's bits for your benefit. And we'll always, we always, prayer always gives you an answer. You got to listen to it and heed the information that you're receiving because it is for your benefit even if it means you're shown that this is not the person that's best for you. Violations to the Yeah. Uh, go right ahead. Open the mic of the next caller. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, and then we got another caller on our switchboard, 706-202. We'll come to you after the next call on the AM360 board. Go right ahead. Open that mic. We got a call, 706 
hear what you're calling it. Well, you know, Brother Muhammad, well, you know, Brother Muhammad, uh, you know, Brother Muhammad, we, we appreciate your sharing your, your success of you and your wife, and we always want those who are doing well to be able to give insight to those who are struggling with this very basic thing of maintaining relationships and the difficulty that people have even though even though people may have guidance from their religious books they somehow haven't been able to master that basic golden rule of treat others as you wish to be treated. And so there ends up being a lot of anger. And um, Sister mentioned earlier, I think it was Sister Japrita that said there's there are a lot of divorces, even in the spiritual community, where people, you would think, have been given clear guidance. And yet, when it comes to marriage and two people who are trying to live as a unit, there are conflicts that come about that don't seem to be able to be resolvable even though they're both reading out of the same book. And what I have observed is that people have things inside of them that they have not addressed. And we talked about this on our earlier shows. Uh, One of our hosts talked about the uh, the ACE test, which means adverse childhood experiences, and things that have happened in our childhood that have scarred us emotionally. And we come into a marriage with unhealed wounds and scars from what happened to us, and we're constantly reacting to those memories and inflicting our reaction on our spouse. And a lot of times we don't talk about those things that hurt us. In the courtship process, we don't reveal those things that we're struggling with, and so we bring them into the marriage and they affect the marriage. And we end up divorcing because we have not been honest with ourselves. We're thinking we have to present this picture of perfection because we are part of a religious community and we're not honestly addressing the defects 
that are in us because we're still responding to those adverse childhood experiences. And things like coming from a, a home where parents divorced or parents were violent toward each other or violent towards us or uh, there was sexual assault or abandonment, you know, all these things that leave us unable to trust someone because we've been violated. And I think Brother Kareem said earlier, the biggest thing is trust. And when someone who you love or thought should love you violates that trust, it's hard to have a relationship where you can trust a person again because at your foundation is fear. And many of us come into relationships where that foundation is fear, fear someone's going to humiliate me, disrespect me, abandon me, uh, disappoint me, hurt me physically. You come into a relationship with fear. And so every little thing makes you react. And, and I see that as a big part of why people who are people of faith still end up getting divorced because they haven't addressed their adverse childhood experiences and they haven't addressed the lack of trust they have as a result of those experiences. So it's something as simple as, you know, a wife or a husband saying something and then, you know, their spouse responds with, well, you disrespected me, you know, and then there's an argument. Maybe that person didn't disrespect you, but because you've been disrespected or felt disrespected, maybe from parents that slapped you, hit you, cursed you out or whatever, everything that other person does triggers a response, a fear response that you're about to be hurt. And these are things that, that we experience, but we don't get help because we won't talk about it and we won't admit that these things are affecting us. So, so Brother Kareem, what do, you, what do you think we can do when it comes to people who are planning a relationship or in a relationship and there's perpetual conflict and yet it seems unresolvable. Do we need more marriage counselors who can help people get to the root of their pain uh, rather than divorce always being the solution when people may love each other but just they're hurting each other? So what are your thoughts on that? You <laughs> yeah, not everybody's wise. Yeah, somebody was born. Mm, mm-hmm. they, they can be objective. Let, let them go. They want to go, let them go.
Annul the Mary. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's true. Hmm. That that is true. That's true. Mm. Well, we gotta take one last break. Yeah, we gotta take one last break, and we gotta call on the line, but. Uh, and we got a couple of comments I'm going to share also from our Facebook and YouTube uh, viewers. But, you know, I, I think <laughs> I, I feel that what a lot of people got out of that story is that if your spouse does not look good to you then or your potential spouse, if you don't like how they look, don't marry them because you're not going to really be – you're not going to be true to them. So be true to yourself. If you're not attracted enough, just don't do it. Even if, even if they have money, because the situation with the, the wealthy man, he married the beautiful woman. She didn't really care too much for him, but she wanted his money. And he felt used when she, he realized he, she was holding on to him, but having relations with someone else. So that was happening. So we're going to take this last break and come right back. And take uh, 706-202, you're up next. And anybody else in your switchboard, please let us know. And we'll be right back after this quick break. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment. So stay with us. See, we can bring you up on screen here. And, of course, if you are listening online, and want to join this conversation, you can call in. Of course, you know our blog talk number is 515-605-9325 or 515-605-9891 for the American Muslim 360 channel. And you can call in on the on-air radio network, 727-731-5192. That's also across the screen. So we will be back. Got a caller on the on-air line right now. We'll be right back. So we want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. And we will be right back after this message. So stay with us.
way. We've oh, got sound on this commercial. And let us one more break. We'll be right back. Hi, and if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who use an electronic device to talk to people. These times, people are using the internet to talk to friends, neighbors. Global Radio TV show. 
I'm Naima Lateef, along with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family. And we want to hear from you. We've got some callers on our switchboard. As we continue to talk about love and help people with that very challenging situation, when someone has broken your heart, can you love again? Well, let's go to our phone line and take your call. And, of course, again, if you are watching us, on our Facebook or YouTube channel, feel free to write in your comments and we'll share them with our, our listening and, and viewing audience. And we've got a comment from Deborah, our third Saturday host, and she says, so are we not to expect to recover from broken trust? I think we can and should in corrective settings. We forgive ourselves when we clearly do wrong or be foolish. We want others to forgive us. Well, that's a, that's a good point, Deborah. There's, there's the issue of forgiveness. And if someone has wronged us, how do we, how do we forgive? Okay. Ah, yes. I remember that. Absolutely. It was his daughter, uh, Fatima, and um, she married him and then realized she really didn't like him. So they ended the marriage, which was the honorable thing to do. Rather than saying something and you really weren't, wish you weren't there. Because you know what happens? If you marry someone, and you, and I, I've had friends who've had like arranged marriages or marriages that the, the family encouraged them, but they really in their heart didn't want to be with the person. When you don't want to be with someone, you actually find yourself not treating them well. And they will feel your rejection. So it's better to be honest and just let it go. And it's not in your heart. We got a couple of calls here. Let me take area code 706202. Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and give us your thought about can you love again after a broken heart. Go right ahead. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Naima. And this is Elder Kwame, this is Elder Kwame Sunhorse. I sit here in stolen lands of the Muscogee Creek in Edenton, Georgia. Excellent topic because the, the first part is is to love again. And the 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 answer to I would answer in my own way is to say that you first have to understand how to love Number one, your creator, but then how do you love yourself? Because in the part of saying that you're going to marry or you're going to have a relationship, it's first and foremost, how do you have a relationship with yourself? And then seeing that other person, how do they have a relationship with themselves? And how do they love themselves? And then, you know, once upon a time, we had what was called courtship, and that you mm. met the family and you were interactive with seeing where did they come from, who were the people in their lives that helped to raise and direct them on the path that they are today. And so what we're seeing is is that online dating, you know, uh, dating clubs, you know, different ways of having relationship, 
But the bottom line is is that if you don't have a relationship and know how to love you, not conceit, not egotistical, not narcissistic, but to love you as you love this, this planet Earth. And the part for that is, is that if you understand how to do that, and then you can find a person that reflects that part of how they love themselves. You're not going to be perfect because I'm not perfect. And so we're looking at can we bring this together with putting all the cards on the table? Because a picture on the wall, all you got to do is just leave that picture up there and put yours next to it if you feel that insecure about it. But the part that we're mm. looking at is that that's we awesome. have is that, that that's what I couldn't understand when you were talking about it, that, you know, number one, you're going to marry someone and move into their house. That's not you all's yeah. house that y'all take and go buy together. Mm. You're moving in someone right. else's space where they raised children and had she was the queen of that house. And her, his children come back to that house to look at their mother up on the wall because that's where they, they were raised in. So if you feel that you need to, to add yourself to this, put your picture on the wall. That's real simple. Now, that makes sense. Just add yourself. Yes. Just add yourself because you've added yourself into his life. So if right. you if right. you are respected, then he will add you on the wall of his house. Now, if it doesn't want your picture on the wall, then that tells you something. But that picture was on the wall when you were visiting him and courting him, so that picture did not leave. So it's that love never dies. You just move on to another person that you attempt to share your love with. You know, you divorce. But the first part of it is you have to first, understand that how you love yourself and then you tell a person well i love you but if you don't know how to love you who are you lying to mm, that's that's powerful brother we appreciate that we got a couple other callers i'm going to try to squeeze in but you know i like that remedy if you got a problem with a person's previous spouse on the wall well add your picture because you're really that's what you're doing you're adding to their life you're not taking away what they had because they had that so, you know, honor that. Let them honor that. I think that makes sense. Thank you so much, Bob Thomas. We appreciate you so very much for sharing your wisdom. we got about three other callers uh, here. If you have other calls on the switchboard there, uh, we want to make sure we get, get to those as well. All right. Well, we're going to – okay, we're going to see if we can squeeze in these three, seven, seven, three, four, five, oh, give us your name, where you're calling from, and your comments on how can – you, can you overcome a broken heart and love again? Go right ahead. Hallelujah, greetings, grand rising all. Of course. Yes, uh, first rising. of all, yeah, first of all, it's more like, you know, society has a, a interesting way of trying to get people to meet each other, which sometimes is all right and sometimes it ain't. But I think the biggest mistake is what people expect of somebody. When you're young guys, you see somebody, she's cute, you just really want to talk to her for maybe one thing. You don't have a clue as to what all the different things in life mm-hmm. that people need. So when you're young and you're just thinking about sex, that's really the reason why we have so many children that are born that don't have any love because people just make babies and ain't got no connection to that. So my point I was making is it's like like um like the brother was saying, you have to start with who you are. 
Our biggest problem as human beings is that we think we're supposed to be serving creatures, but the way it really works is we're supposed to serve our creator who created us. Once you get in tune with your creator and have that personal conversation and find out what your gifts and talents are, that will direct your life and you will meet the people along the way that can help you do a greater good. So if you run into somebody and break up with them, these people that do all this, oh, I feel so bad and all this stuff, I understand if you break up with somebody, you could be heartbroken, but that's not the end or the beginning of your life. That's why even people that have perfect relationships, is that what you want to call them? They expand themselves because one day somebody's going to die. So if, so I'm just saying we should focus more on how you can improve each other. So when you get involved, not necessarily a relationship just to get involved in whatever, but just the friendship that will direct you and make you a better person. That's the part they miss out on. It's always go for something mm-hmm. bigger, but what about just meeting somebody and enjoying the company? That's why you get people even getting married, then they go live together and they have nothing in common because they are not Ooh. used to each other. Yeah, I'm just saying, we don't flow the natural flow. We're trying to find love, and you can't find love. Love comes to you along your path of life. Do it the other way yeah. around. Otherwise, you got a whole bunch of people that are angry, and then they hold it over somebody else. Oh, I'm brokenhearted, and then they stay brokenhearted for two years to make who feel bad. I mean, come on, y'all. You got to have more than that. You have to have more of, of, of a directive on your own. And that's the problem. Too many people want to get in relationships that they're not even ready for Naima. And this is the last part. When you develop yourself to a higher level and you're in tune with the universe, you will meet the people that you need to meet. If you stop and look at your life and think of some of your friends you have, there was no way you were even supposed to meet them. They were chance meeting, and you've been friends for years. Nobody has to direct it. Just let it happen, y'all. Let it flow. Stop controlling stuff and let it flow. What's more for you will be for you. But who wants somebody that don't even want you? Wow. There you go. But thank you so much, Brother Obadiah. We appreciate you. I think we better squeeze in one more caller before we go. Uh, Eric code 773-737. Got a minute uh, for your thoughts. Go right ahead. How are you? Greetings, uh, Global Transformers. Grand Rising. Uh, I was married four times because I believe just because one man makes you cry does not mean you should never laugh again. And it's always something in the past that won't let it last. There's a passage in the Bible that says, lead me not into temptation. If that photograph, source of temptation, because that person is still walking around, remove it. Mm. Oh, this was this was a person who had passed away. He still had his deceased wife on the wall, and uh, and well, and that's his, that's his fine. That's fine. Future wife, but, he but felt like person, he can't compete with a ghost. Right, right. That's fine. If 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 it's a deceased, uh, if part of that family house history, and that person is still not there. But if that person is walking around as a source of temptation, a rattlesnake, mm-hmm. you might want to pat it on the head. But it's not a wise thing to do. <laughs> so remove areas of temptation if you don't want to get bit. See what I'm saying? <laughs> You're right. Well, thank you, Mama D. A lot of wisdom. Definitely, if somebody's still holding on to someone who's live, uh, yeah, you need to let that go. And and we talked about that. You know, 
how do you feel about somebody, you know, with old pictures of an in their phone and you know posting all that kind of thing? Because you know people people do that. And what does that mean if you're still holding on to someone's photograph that is an ex? Maybe they're not ex out of your heart yet. So, well, that's something to think about. Well, we want to thank all of you all for participating. And, of course, join us again tomorrow. We will be back with Shop with Zoe. As always, we appreciate you all. And, Brother Cream, last thought before we go. All right. Thank you so much. come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsamida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kunyon, France, Merci. Spain, gracias, Italy, grazie, Egypt, shukran, Ghana, medasi, Nigeria, eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, asante, Israel, toda, Pakistan, shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings. Goodbye. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.